Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to bring in a return guest to get to know your foe. Las Vegas Raiders edition. He came on the show to talk to us about Derek Carr and what the Jets might be getting if they got Derek Carr. They did not, of course. We know they got Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr ended up going to the New Orleans Saints. And I really love this guy's content because it's very smart. He really knows his stuff. And he's entertaining, but also really knows how to break down the X's and O's. And I think he's one of the best guys covering the Raiders right now. Contributor to Silver and Black Pride. Also, his YouTube channel, Tape Don't Lie, where if you want to go back and watch a lot of the Derek Carr breakdowns that we talk about, he called them the car facts, which I thought was pretty clever. Marcus Johnson. Marcus, thanks so much for coming back on the show, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you having me back. So, Marcus, let's first start with (laughs) Josh McDaniels. Let's do the Reader's Digest version here. What on earth happened there? You know, I think it just came back to how he was in Denver. He just, I think he was the same guy. He kind of buttered it up a little bit and had the media kind of fooled like he wasn't the same guy, but he obviously was. I mean, you could see the reaction of the team when they when he left. You know, smoking cigars after a win, and you know Devontae Adams talking about what what we've been through. You would understand when we celebrated. So obviously, it was really bad. I don't know what was happening in the background. They had that meeting that everybody went off about and. 
there's stories or rumors about what happened in that meeting, but it, it, it was uh, it was just bad, man. He just lost. He just had too much control. You know, the same thing with having him and Derek Carr. They kind of fallen out because of that. Him and Darren Waller had a fallen out because of that. You know, and then the thing with Renfro, same thing, same type of thing. They had a, some kind of falling out where he's putting Renfro in the back burner, kind of benching him. So it, it was just, just, just a mess, really. I mean, the, the bad free agents they brought in. Jimmy Garoppolo signing, they they messed that all up. The whole Jimmy Garoppolo signing was kind of messed up too, and the the the, the cap space and him getting hurt, and then them not being able to remake the contract and you know convincing Mark Davis that he's going to be ready and still sign him, and then him not being ready to play for the the season and understand the offense right away. Yeah, it, it was just all bad all around to be honest. I, and you kind of see it last year, but I think a lot of Raiders fans they didn't see it because they thought you know a lot of them didn't like Derek Carr. So this the way he treated Derek Carr, they really kind of just gravitated to McDaniels and started defending him a lot. But no, it was it, it. You could see it last year that this was happening, but a lot of people didn't want to see it, and now it's all out there. Yeah, Marcus, when you came on to talk about Derek Carr, you said that what McDaniels had done with him was try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Felt like he was mm-hmm. doing that with a lot of these players, including Hunter Renfro, who we'll get into in a little bit. But the quarterback situation is crazy to me. I didn't really like the decision by the Raiders to move on from Derek Carr simply because it didn't look like they had a better solution. The rumors are now that they thought they might get Tom Brady, but so what? You're getting Brady for maybe a year if you're lucky if he even decides to play. Other than that, they weren't in a high enough draft position to be able to get one of the guys they wanted. The rumor is they wanted C.J. Stroud, but he was going to go in the top three, so they weren't going to be able to make that happen. Why jettison a guy in Derek Carr who's a good quarterback? Yes, we know he's not elite. He's not Patrick Mahomes. And then wind up with somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'll be honest, Marcus, I thought that Jimmy Garoppolo would at least be okay. I know he was largely a product of that Shanahan system, but he at least felt competent. I know he had his limitations and he had the injuries. And I know, in fairness to him, that he has been hurt this year. What else is new? So that has to factor into his play. But my goodness, he was absolutely brutal in a way that I don't think anybody would have expected. Yeah, I I think with, uh, I'll say first with Derek Carr, I think the relationship, man, I think Daniels is a control freak. I think Carr likes to have some input. He's with John Gruden. John Gruden is the type of guy, he'll, he won't run a play that Derek Carr won't like, doesn't like. That's what John Gruden talked about in his coaching clinic a lot, that he liked to, he built his offense around Derek Carr. Derek Carr's his quarterback. He's, I'm going to come in there and make sure everything that happens around him and everything that, that I put around him makes him the best quarterback he can be that day. You know, and I think Josh McDaniels was like, no, you're going to run my system how I want to run it. I'm not going to adjust to you. I'm not going to do anything to it. And if you can't run my system, you got to go. And that's really how it was. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Derek Carr was kind of fit for like the the routes he was calling and all those things. Those long developing routes are not fit for something Derek Carr likes to do. I mean, he doesn't like to have the long developing routes. He's got to get the ball out of his hand really quickly. And it was just totally different than what he, he used to do. And then he had Jimmy Garoppolo come and try to do the same thing. And that's not Jimmy Garoppolo's game at all. And all I talk about Josh McDaniels has this thing of – he thinks everybody's Tom Brady. And, you know, he did it with Cam Newton. You go back and watch Cam Newton's film a little bit. He had Cam Newton trying to play like Tom Brady, too. And, of course, it didn't work. And, you know, the same thing happened with Jimmy Garoppolo this year. You try to have him play like Tom Brady. That's not going to work at all. It's not going to ha- have any type of what you think it's going to be. You got to treat Jimmy Garoppolo like he Kyle Shanahan did. If you And you try to give Jimmy Garoppolo the full offense 
without him having a full grasp of being a diff different system for seven years. It's just not smart in the head, in my opinion. So that's why it was a lot of decisions these guys made where it was just destined to, for them to get fired because just, you know, there's a report that he thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to come back and just pick the offense right back up. Like it's been seven years. It's totally different language. You know, you know, a, a normal person can move from a different country and, you know, and they kind of forget their language a little bit. Some people can do that, especially if they didn't become like a master of it, like, and like live in it for like 20 years, right? You're in a offense for three years and you learn a language, you go somewhere else, you might forget it. You know, it's, it's not the same type of thing. So, um, yeah, it was just a bad decision all around, in my opinion, kind of to, to, to go from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. If they had a better plan for it and, you know, they traded up and drafted somebody, I'd feel a lot better about it, but they thought Jimmy, Jimmy was the guy. And then from Jimmy Garoppolo, you go to Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, who has now started two games. His first game, he got sacked a ton. Khalil Mack had his revenge game there. In his second game, we saw he was fairly effective against the Giants team. It seems to have almost given up, but still an encouraging sign. Tell me a little bit about Aiden O'Connell so far and what you think the Jets should be expecting Sunday night. Uh, you know, I think Aiden O'Connell, this past game, of course, was totally different than he was with Josh McDaniels. I think... When jo he played with Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels was trying to do the same thing that I'm talking about that he does with everybody else, which is make him do these long development routes where he had to sit in the pocket and kind of navigate. And, when, you know, and then you, when you're a rookie, it's your first time starting and, you know, you're trying to wait for these long, deep developing digs to open up. It's going to be a little bit uh, of a problem for him, especially if he can't move that well. Right. That's what his big knock is. He, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks these days are movers and they can move around they can avoid pressure because these offensive liners these offensive lines aren't very good at all around the league and he can't move right he's an old school pocket passer so you got to get the ball out of his hand quick and i think they switched that up this week got it out of his hand really quick and i think they're going to try to do that this week as well and i think it's gonna be a lot of inside throws and you know try to get michael mayer involved in those guys move Adams inside, move Myers inside, move Winfro inside. They did a lot of that, of moving all those guys inside to kind of give Aiden O'Connell a lot of throws he can be comfortable with this week. And I thought he played a lot better. But if the, if what we saw against the Giants is that they weren't able to get pressure on the offensive line, even with Dexter Lawrence. So that's going to be the kind of the, the dynamic. I, I think, you know, the guys on the outside for the Jets are going to win, especially Colton Miller. He's hurt. He's been, hasn't practiced all week which is very worrisome for me. That's going to be a change this game completely <laughs> and, and if he doesn't play. So, um, you know, because he's one of the best left tackles in football. And if he's out, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know about this game. If I don't know about Aiden O'Connell this game. He's got to deal with some pressure and it's going to be coming from his blind side if Colt Miller doesn't play. So, yeah, it's going to be a little different for him this game, in my opinion. But they're still going to try to find ways to get the ball, get the ball out of his hands quickly because he has a great release and he's pretty accurate on the short throws. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Marcus, one of the guys you have to figure that Aiden O'Connell will be counting on is Hunter Renfro. And I want to talk about this passing offense in general. Josh McDaniels had Devontae Adams operating at a high level, but Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Beyond that, he had Hunter Renfro, and I know that Renfro struggled with injuries last year. But still, this is a guy who was one of the better slot receivers in the league. Every Raiders fan knows the expression third in Renfro. The guy was a third to first conversion machine, had 51 first down conversions. That's three per game on average back in 2021. And this year they were barely using him. Of course, as soon as McDaniels is gone and Antonio Pierce takes over, Hunter Renfro has two catches in a row that help lead to a touchdown, including a really nice one to convert a first down. Talk to me a little bit about this passing offense because it felt like Josh McDaniels didn't like what Hunter Renfro does, which you said before goes against what McDaniels is about, which is control. Because Hunter Renfro is the same route runner he was at Clemson. He finds soft spots and zones. That's how he gets open. McDaniels wanted him to run specific routes his way. That didn't play to Hunter Renfro's strengths, and when he couldn't do it, McDaniels went out and got Jacoby Myers, who was his guy from New England, to take his place. And then, of course, Hunter Renfro becomes a potted plant for Josh McDaniels. You've got Michael Mayer, the rookie, who hasn't done a ton, although I wonder if now having McDaniels out of the way will help him as well. So talk to me about Renfro, everything that went on there. Devontae Adams, who we know is a beast, but he got frustrated with Josh McDaniels as well. The rookie, Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, the rest of this passing game. Yeah, so uh, I start with Hunter Renfro. I, I think a lot of us with Hunter Renfro is what you talked about is that, you know, McDaniels, I guess from his slot guys, wants certain routes. And you know, Renfro was never going to play outside. Um, you know, something I noticed when I went to training camp in 2022, I, that was the first time I ever went, like, covered training camp for Silver Black Pride. They had their slot receivers, like, practicing by themselves. And I've been to a lot of football practices. I play football. I go to the Senior Bowl a lot. I've been to a lot of football practices. I've never seen a a the slot receivers like by themselves somewhere, right? And I think the, his his focus on slot receivers and what they're supposed to do is what McDaniel's really focused on. And he he didn't like the way Renfro ran his routes, he tried to change his routes, and you know Renfro didn't win as much with those those type of looks. So it, it made a big deal for him. And I think it messed up his confidence as well because, you know, that's why they, they brought in Trey Tucker, they brought in DeAndre Carter, they brought in Jacoby Myers, all these other slot receivers, you know, just basically telling Renfro that you're you're out of here. We're going to try to get rid of you. So, um, you know, nobody wanted to take him for that contract because they didn't throw him the ball. So he doesn't have the production to, to, for them to pay him. A team would be taking a big chance on paying him without the production. But I still think he could bring that back. 
you know, I don't, I don't expect big numbers from him because I don't expect Aiden O'Connell to pass that much. Or, you know, hopefully he's not. But I, I think he uh, showed this game he could still convert first downs and do things like that. Devontae Adams, I think he was being used wrong by McDaniels, too. And I think they used him a little differently this past week. McDaniels just really had him running like three routes, four routes, which is weird. You know, you know, you want him to be doing a whole lot more, especially use Devontae Adams. You can move him anywhere. You can put him in your slot, outside, wherever you want to put him. You can do that, but for some reason, you know, McDaniels, especially in 2022, just have him running go routes and, and fades and digs and just the most simplest stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they really didn't mix it up with him that much. And I think now we're going to see a little bit more of him using him in a different way. Also, Michael Mayer and all the other guys, I think Jacoby Myers is having a good year. He's definitely showing that he could be a, a damn good receiver in the NFL. A big time number two. I'd say I never even say he's being number one. I'd be worried if Devontae went down, and you know you had to worry about Jacoby Myers having those looks where people want to stop him. But I still think he is a pretty damn good receiver. Also, um, I'll say Michael Mayer. He's growing a little bit every single game. He's getting better as a as a pass, uh, a run blocker, and a pass blocker. But he, and he always has the ability to catch the ball and make people miss in the open field. I think they're going to get more. Him more involved too, especially this game. I think they're going to have to attack inside a little bit, even though they got really good linebackers over there. You know, CJ Mosley is still more of a run defender than he is a, uh, I would say, a pure guarding somebody one on one. So I think they can get some one on ones of him and Michael Mayer out of 12 personnel. So I think they got to uh, do that a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, it, they have a lot of weapons over there. They do. I mean, even DeAndre Carter, they just didn't have a guy who was imaginative to use him. So hopefully, Bro, bro Harder Greek gets better there and figures it out. What's going on with Josh Jacobs this year? Production down. What's the story there? Uh, you know, I, I think a little bit uh, early in the year, I think the holdout really hurt him. He looked very sluggish in the first couple of games. I think that had a big factor to his really slow start. Didn't have like the juice that he had. Yeah, wasn't breaking tackles like he was last year. But now as the season went along, the fresher he got, I think, I think he's really – at a good spot right now. Also, I think he's more of a zone back. You know, his best years of his career. Uh, you know, I you know it's gonna be sound crazy, but you know, earlier on in his career when he actually be you know get, built his name up, he was a, primarily a zone back. I mean, that's what John Gruden loved to run was inside zone, outside zone, split zone. In this game, this past game where he got his most yards of the season, they switched to that because they uh, McDaniel's was a power system gap scheme, whatever you want to call it. So. Um, which is like about a lot of pulling guards, counters, whatever, whatever, and all those things. And Josh Jacobs did really well in that last year, but it's not something he's really good at. He's more of a zone back. So this year you saw a little bit of a struggle and they don't have the lineman for it. I don't think they really have a lineman that's over 320 pounds. So if you if you don't have those big fat linemen, you can't do power schemes. So um, they got to mix it up and do some zone stuff so these guys can don't have to try to maul people and, and get some push because they couldn't get any push all year, especially the, the offensive line. So I, I think it looked a lot better in zone, and that's why I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a, a come up with him, I think, to finish the season where he has a pretty damn good year. Talk to me about that offensive line, because you said they were very effective against Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau last week. Should be an interesting matchup against Quentin Williams, John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson. Those guys have done very, very well this season with that Jets pass rush. Even Quentin Jefferson on the inside getting in there quite a bit. What do you think we're in for when it comes to that matchup between the Jets defensive front and the Raiders offensive line? I think the Raiders offensive line is, is pretty good, pretty damn good in pass protection. I think all of them across the board. Um, you know, Andre James is 
he can have his ups and downs and somebody lines up right uh right in front of him as a nose tackle and they go they go one on one he might have some issues there but that rarely happens with centers especially when it's, it's third down or something like that you know they could either go in the usual nickel packages and have two three techniques or a guy might be lined up a little bit shaded inside than a three but they're not going to be straight up lined up over the center. So he's able to do some good work. I think Parham's pretty damn good in pass protection. So is Greg Van Roden. So is Jermaine Illuminar. And of course, Quote Miller is a stud. But if he's not playing, that's when it gets a little worrisome there. They did, they did bring Brandon Parker. They signed Brandon Parker this week uh, back to the team, which, you know, when I saw that earlier, I was like, uh, it doesn't make sense. But then Quote Miller's in the injury report. I'm like, no, no. So I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't play because that'd be bad. I think every Raiders fan, whoever listens to this, still feel me on whatever I say that they, they hope Brandon Parker doesn't play. So, uh, but I, I hope he doesn't play out there because it'd be totally different. But those five, they're really good in pass protection. I think I think a lot a lot of Raiders fans try to say that they aren't because Jimmy Garoppolo just looks like he's under pressure every time he touches the ball. But they're they're pretty damn good. I mean, this is what they did to Dexter Lawrence, even though they're a triple team and double team him. It was a great game plan, and they executed it. And I think Aiden O'Connell was under pressure 16% of the time. Um, so that is a big factor for them is pass protection. Run blocking, they've been pretty terrible, though. I mean, it's been the complete opposite. Um, that's why I think they guys switched the scheme up. They still weren't that great this week, even there. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in the run game this week. But I think pass protection, they have overachieved like crazy definitely been higher than i thought they were going to be and you know i really like with D- dylan parham's growth there in pass protection uh and I, you know greg Roten has been playing he's a stud i think he's really high up there in pff grade and uh i think and uh what is it pass blocking efficiency and those type of things they're really high up there the raiders team and they got some guys that can pass protect like crazy but the run game is where it gets ugly for them and they, they mess up a lot. If you're a Jets fan and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. Hearing the words Greg Van Roten is a stud is not something you probably were planning on <laughs> based on what his stint was like when he was here with the Jets. Well, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball now, Marcus. The pass rush for the Raiders it begins and ends with number 98, Max Crosby, who has arguably been the best pass rusher in the NFL this year. Absolute monster. Talk to me about that unit and what you think the Jets are going to try to do to stop Max Crosby because it's something that most teams have tried and very few have succeeded in doing. No, and it gets harder because the inside guys are playing better. So Adam Butler and Bilal Nichols, um, you know, those guys are playing pretty damn well at rushing the passer. Now, if if those guys win, it kind of keeps the double teams away from Crosby, and Crosby is just a monster this year. He's he's unstoppable, can't be stopped. Run game, anything. He's you know he had a little issue of kind of you know giving up contain sometimes, and maybe Zach Wilson might try to bounce out the pocket, but you know Max might be able to catch him or something. It's he's just playing at a different speed. You know, it, it, this is what it really is. He's at a different speed than everybody else. It looks crazy to watch on film, and he just stands the hell out. It's just it <laughs> wild to watch. But um, what I'll say about the other guys, though, I think Bilal Nichols is is really, uh, you know, coming up as a pass rusher. So is Adam Butler. You know, Tyree Wilson kind of grows every week. Malcolm Koontz is looking a little bit better as a pass rusher, too. Uh, they're pretty good rushing the passer. The problem is they can't stop the run. And, you know, a lot of those reasons is because they play Jerry Tillery inside, and Jerry Tillery, he can't stop the run to save his life. And then the linebackers aren't very good. And they don't, they don't they're not – they're not something that they're not really physical linebackers. They're not coming up and smashing people. Robert Blaine, I guess he broke his hand and he's still trying to out there trying to play with uh, Luke Masterson. He's coming back, but he's an undrafted guy. And I feel like he's the best linebacker on the team. 
So I don't know how I feel about that, but um, their linebackers are so weak that it, it and the defensive tackles don't like win and keep the linebackers free. It, it makes really bad in the run game. It, they're they're just they're not good there at all. Saquon Barkley, if the Giants actually decided we're going to run the ball thirty five times, I don't know what would happen that game. To be honest, it would have been a totally different game. But they wanted to pass with Tommy DeVito for some reason. And it didn't work out, of course. But I, I really feel like if they just stuck to it and ran the ball, like they ran the ball 36 times to get the Jets, I have no idea. When Barkley's averaging like six yards a carry, they didn't run the ball 36 times again. But they decided not to do that. But that defensive line, that's their weakness is running, is the, the run. But they can get after the passer. Sounds like you think it would be a good idea for the Jets to run Brees Hall early and often. Brees Hall, by the way, leading the NFL right now in yards above expected, which is something else considering how bad the Jet offensive line is played. Yeah, yeah, I would. If I was playing the Raiders and I had any good running back, I'm running the ball 30 times. I don't know why they would pass. And it really kind of tripped me out that the Giants didn't take that approach because he was literally averaging like six yards a carry. It was I didn't understand it. So it, they could have just took their approach of just running that football over and over and over again. And that's what I would do if I was playing the Raiders. I would really try to run the football. That's what the Bears did when they embarrassed the Raiders. They just ran all over them and just got physical with them. Because those linebackers, they're not like, like I said, they're not maulers. They're really kind of finesse guys. And you can't play finesse a linebacker. And, you know, Devon Diablo is a safety. Robert Spillane has no excuse. He's been playing like a linebacker his whole life. But, yeah, that's that's how you beat them. Marcus, we know that the Jets are going to have to try and protect Zach Wilson from that Raiders pass rush, especially Max Crosby. We know that they should be able to run effectively, as you said. But when they do go to throw the ball, if they can give Zach Wilson some time, what's going on with that secondary for the Raiders? Are there some weak spots that he should be able to pick on? Yeah, to be honest, yeah, there is. Um, I don't know where they get line up Garrett Wilson. You know, um, I think it's gonna be a problem for the for the Raiders. Amik Robertson, he's a scrappy guy. He's he's scrappy. He's he's gonna fight Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson's gonna have a a day where he's gonna have an annoying little kind of <laughs> small dude just fighting him all day. But he, he's gonna give him a big play though, because Amik Robertson, he thinks he's a playmaker. He's gonna try to take a chance, and if Zach Wilson get a, uh, can basically bait him to do something and make a move. He can, you know, hit, hit hit him on a double move all day. Same with Marcus Peters. You know, I, I think Marcus Peters, and, and especially Marcus Peters, he's a young quarterback. He's jumping everything. He really is. He he feels like he's going to get a pick that day if Zach Wilson's playing, and he's probably watching film right now, trying to figure out ways he can get a pick. And I think Amik Robinson is kind of aggressive. I think the best players in the secondary are the safeties. I think Morwick's having a really good year. Marcus Epps, he's just consistent. He's just, just a solid safety. You know, there's all safeties in the league that just play a long time. He's one of those guys who's just a solid player. But Trayvon Morrig is, is more of a growing player that I think he can believe, actually become a pro bowler in the future. And he's really showing that. He's got a couple of interceptions this year. And he's been, he's, he's, he's been more allowed to roam instead of playing man-to-man. I think he's playing better there. But, yeah, there's a lot to expose in the secondary, especially in the slot. I think, you know, Nate Hobbs – while he does play some tackling and every once in a while make a play, he's easy to beat in the slot a little bit too. I'm not going to say easy, but he can be beat in the slot a little bit. Um, but yeah, and the thing is, it's like Zach Wilson has to be, what I would say, I think he just has to trust that somebody's going to get open. Because some there's always people open on film. It is sometimes Patrick Graham knows some of these quarterbacks can't just take what the defense gives them and can't just go down the field with tickets, uh, you know, very, very like slowly and, you know, meticulously, basically they can't do that. And I think 
Zach Wilson might not be that type of guy either. And he might start running around with a chicken his head cut off because the way that Patrick Graham does some of the things in the back end, just making Zach Wilson just have to dink and dunk all the way down the field. We'll see if he, he's able to do that. Marcus, we all saw the video of the players in the locker room after the Raiders beat the Giants, smoking cigars, celebrating, and it seemed like they were celebrating more than just a victory. It seemed like they were celebrating liberation from Josh McDaniels and his oppressive regime. There's an energy that Antonio Pierce has brought to that team. Talk a little bit about that, and I know it's only been one week, but were there any coaching tendencies that you picked up on from him as far as the strategy goes for this matchup Sunday night? Yeah, I think they switched up a lot, to be honest. I, I think they look like a totally different team. Uh, totally different. The offense is the same, but it looked different. And I, I think I think the Jets, you know, uh, you know, talking to Jets fans here, I think the Jets are going to have to be a little – they're going to be – they're going to have to kind of adjust during the game because they got to figure out who they're playing against. It, was that a game plan just for the Giants? Or was that a game plan that, you know, the offense they're going to be running going forward with Aiden O'Connell? Are they going to switch it up and maybe bring back some of the dig routes? Because they didn't do any dig routes last week. And I think that was on purpose. Because, like I said, teams were literally playing inside leverage. They were not letting the Raiders run their dig routes inside. And, you know, are they going to try to get those back? Because, you know, the Jets might be ready for more quick throws. I think that's kind of going to be the dynamic that happens there. And I think that's what happened this game. Because I feel like Antonio Pierce and, a lot of those, a lot of the guys that stayed because you know they got rid of the office coordinator. They they fire Mike Lombardi and they replaced him with Bo Hardigree. Uh And and when Bo took over, it felt like he just did everything that I thought the Raiders should change. Like there's a lot of just tendencies that they have, and, and it just made sense the stuff that Bo Hardigree was doing to kind of get away from those tendencies. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens this week in his second week. And you know, you know, somebody has film on him, but it's not a lot of film. And it is the same offense, it's the same plays. He's just calling it differently, and he's moving guys in different areas. So I think it's going to be interesting that way to kind of see the dynamic of how the Jets prepare for this game, because it, it was totally different offense. It is not this. It, it's the like it's, it's it's hard for me to say that, but it is the same offense, but it's not the same. So that's going to be Robert Sala's little kind of you know what he's got to figure out his little you know kind of the, the chess match he's got to figure out with Bo Hardigree is what offense he's going to run this week. Is he going to maybe do more power? Are they going to mix it up? You know, we ran zone all this week. Maybe run some more power this week. Or we do, we switch it up and we hit those digs and run some dagger or something like that. I don't know, but it'll be – I'm fun. I'm, I'm ready to see it. It's going to be fun. Marcus, prediction time. You don't have to give me an exact score, but how do you think this is going to play out? I, I, I think this game is going to be tough. I, I think it's for, – for some reason, you know, uh, I, I feel like the, like the Jets are going to just get, have Aiden O'Connell in hell. For some reason, I don't know. I, I feel like the game went too smooth for him last time, and you know, I, I think that the Jets might see on film that he actually looks pretty good. And I feel like the Robert Sala like gets the Jets up for quarterbacks. Like the better the quarterback, the the better they prepare, the more prepared they are. And I think you know, kind of put some good tape out there that he's going to have them like, hey, this guy's no joke. And you know, we got to stop what he can, do, what he thinks he's going to do in the passing game. And you know, I I think it's going to be a tough day for for Aiden O'Connell. And, uh, you know, so I, I feel like the Jets might have a chance to win this game if they can run the ball. But, you know, it's all how Zach Wilson plays. I, you know, I don't know how Zach Wilson's going to look. I don't know if he's going to turn the ball over, which he really hasn't because he's been playing scared. So, um, yeah, th- that's going to be the kind of dynamic is between those two quarterbacks who can overcome 
what's happening to them. And, you know, will Aiden O'Connell be able to do that? Because it, it, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be easy for him this game. He's going to see some stuff he's never seen before. He's going to see some, some players that were not in the Big Ten. And it, it's going to be interesting for him to going forward with his game. And I, I want to see how he performs. But I think that we might get a rookie moment from him a little bit this game. So, you know, I feel like the Jets might uh, – I mean, the Jets technically should beat the Raiders, right? Um, but we'll see. Marcus Johnson of Silver and Black Pride and the Tape Don't Lie YouTube channel, which I highly recommend. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Las Vegas Raiders with me ahead of the Raiders and Jets matchup Sunday night on Sunday Night Football. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work over at Silver and Black Pride and the Tape Don't Lie YouTube channel and want to follow you on social media, what are they going to find when they check out your work and how can they follow you? Yeah, so uh, on Twitter is at the Mark John NFL. You can find me there. Uh, you know, doing all, all types of stuff. I do draft stuff as well too. So if you like the draft, check that out. Also, Tape Don't Lie does draft stuff as well. So um, you know, th- so the channel just totally changes in the off season. We, we go mostly drafts. So it's a lot of cool stuff we do for that. A lot of breakdowns we do for all the players. So you never know the Jets might end up drafting one of those guys. So check that out. Go check out Tape Don't Lie. That's on YouTube. Um, you know, just putting Tape Don't Lie, we should pop up. And hit the subscribe button, subscribe to us. And, and you know, we'll, like I said, the draft stuff gets totally different. Of course, we're going to do a, a film preview on Saturday. So, you know, if you want to go check that out and see what we think of the Jets on film, uh, yeah, go comment there and then, you know, give us some love. Make sure you check out what Marcus is doing over at Silver and Black Pride and subscribe to the Tape Don't Lie YouTube channel. Highly recommend it. Really good stuff. As I said before, reason I like talking to Marcus and consuming his content is because he's a really smart guy who understands the game. So if you want to see the Raiders broken down from an intelligent perspective, check out Tape Don't Lie. And as Marcus said, a lot of draft prospects on there too. So it goes well beyond the Raiders. You can get an early glimpse of some of the guys that the Jets might consider in the draft coming up next April. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.